Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 198 of the Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage, the poet. And it gives me great pleasure to come before you once again on a terrific Tuesday evening. Yes, you heard me correctly. Terrific Tuesday evening. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you are ready and able to take notes because on this evening, on the Exceptional Scribble Show's platform tonight, you are going to learn very significant facts, and it is all about supporting, yes, supporting the Buy Black movement. Yes, you heard me correctly. That is the topic for the show on tonight the Buy Black Movement. And as a member of the black community, it is shared interest of mine and yours for those whom are of or whom are descendants of the African diaspora. It is necessary that we are supportive of our businesses and business communities. How dare we condemn others if we condemn our own brothers and sisters? And this is what I'm saying. We need to put out, okay? As the old saying goes, put up or shut up. If you're not investing your U.S. dollars into Black-owned businesses, then why complain about not seeing the black community as prosperous or, for a better choice of word, affluent if you are not financially supportive to the business community. So we're going to focus on supporting the Buy Black campaign, and I need to share some facts about that because, yes, I can see some of you aren't as well-versed in this. So I thought it would be very pertinent to do what I am now doing, and that is to present facts and to encourage those who have not been supporting the Buy Black campaign to start 
It's never too late. I understand some of you didn't know the facts until now. Well, that should motivate you. That should inspire you to get started in doing something that you could and should be doing. All right? So here is the beginning. And this is where I'm starting. And these comments have been validated. Okay? There's statistical data to confirm these statements, which I am going to make. Oh, yes. I am bold tonight. I want you to know this. I am bold with a purpose because what I am sharing, this is significant. And the reason why we are not as far along as we should and can be as a community in terms of business is because there's been too much false information disclosed and it's become widespread and the facts have been buried treasures, hidden truths. And not all of us are willing to dig and dig and dig and go on the excavation and voyage to learn what the truth is. Because sometimes ignorance is bliss for most, and that should not be. So let's get let's get started with the following. Now these words are not from me. These are statements and they're bold statements. And these statements are from the I dot by dot black dot org organizations administrators. Yes, they're execs. And this is what they know. This is what has been proven. These are the facts. Take them, ponder them. Deliberate them, and then make an intelligent decision to advance forward into the future, knowing the truth and being determined to make a difference. Yes, we've got to do things better. Time to get better. We've been bitter far too long. Now it's time for us to get even. And how do you get even? The best way to get even, get better. You don't allow your adversary or your enemy to dominate you. You surpass them. It's possible and it's reasonable, ladies and gentlemen. So here we go. Here are the words from the iBuyBlack.org Corporation. Economists say the average dollar earned by blacks stays in our community for six hours. And I'm going to restate this fact because maybe 
when you hear it twice, it will process. For those who just hearing it once, it's not enough. Listen. Listen well. Economists say the average dollar earned by blacks stays in our community for six hours. Six hours. That's not long enough. So with that knowledge, ladies and gentlemen, with that knowledge, here's what you and I do well to do. It's time to invest. It's time to circulate U.S. dollars within the black community. Not for six hours, not for 12 hours or 24 hours or 72 hours, but permanently. We need to make a commitment to be a not part-time investor, but full-time investor within the black community. Why? Because it is necessary. Why? Because black businesses are not being supported in an appropriate way. And that results in a lot of black business owners having short-term stints in business ownership, and that is not fair. Now, let me share some more facts that you should know about. And these, again, are validated statistical facts, okay? They have been confirmed. Reports, studies have occurred that have confirmed that these findings are true. And here's more. Compare that to the white community. Dollars circulate in the white community for 17 days. Now, compare six hours to 17 days. That is a very very traumatic or vast difference as for time which converts into money. Six hours compared to 17 days. Not an even balance, ladies and gentlemen. And we must become fully knowledgeable of this. We need to make this information widespread. 
we need to make these facts well heard within the community. We need our community to be abreast of this knowledge because what you don't know will and can hurt you. There's more to share. Some laugh at our, meaning at the black community's, spending habits. Then they harvest our dollars like locusts in a field of corn. Then they harvest our dollars. First, some of them, they're laughing at our spending habits. We've become a laughing stock to many other communities. And they see how for only six hours, and that's on an average, the average dollar earned by black stays in the black community. In comparison to the 17 days, dollars circulate in the white community. Oh, they laugh at this. And why is it funny to some of them? Because they see this as, wow, we are on top and they are not. And it is all based upon money and how it is spent. So on that, on that alone, for all who are descendants of the African diaspora, it is necessary that you note how you are spending your hard-earned dollars. How are you spending your hard-earned dollars? And by way of investment and investing, are you investing your dollars into your community, your black-owned businesses within your community? It's time to do it. It's time to be consistent about doing it. That means it's time to do it every day. It should be a daily habit. Why? Because that's the only way we can change what we are as a community in terms of the way we support our businesses, the businesses that are owned by our people, the businesses that are established in our communities. We don't want these businesses to have to fold. We don't want these businesses to up and leave. But if they're not going to be supported, what's, what is there, what is left or what is it that's there for them to remain. These are the things we need to start 
thinking about. We want to see our community thriving in terms of its businesses and the business community within the Red community, but how can it, if we're not circulating dollars, U.S. dollars, our money, hard-earned money, within the community? All right, let me continue on. There's more to be shared. They don't care that strong black businesses are good for the entire community. Well, that can be argued. There are some that disagree with that comment. There are some that feel that that is a biased opinion. They don't necessarily agree that they don't care that strong black businesses are good for the entire community. Some might say, well, that's not my problem. They segregate themselves from the black community or the or black businesses and they say, Well, I'm not black or I'm mixed. So I don't see how that impacts my life. Or I'm not black, so why is it mandatory for me to support a black owned business. Okay. So these are the types of arguments that arise within the community. And you you're going to also notice there are some that say, well, I used to support black owned businesses, but I didn't see any profit in doing it because they don't seem to last. Well You have to find a business within the black community that you can support. Find one that meets with the standards of what you're about. Maybe you have a career in music, okay? So there's a black-owned music store that newly open within your community, why not go and inquire how you can help to encourage patrons? What can you do? Maybe you can rent out. Maybe they can rent a room where you can host events there, community events, and invite people to come and to take tours. All kinds of things can happen if you are willing. It takes willingness. This is not something that requires a lot of your time or even money. But it does require consistency. And if we want to see things change for the black business community, if we want to see more black-owned businesses within our communities, then we must begin to support them. And we have to do it and make 
it a daily habit. Some of us have friends. We know people within our community who are independent business owners. They they are vendors. And some are newly starting businesses right within their homes. It's as simple as asking them about their product, asking about its relevance to its community, offering suggestions and ideas. Sometimes it's just a matter of you telling them, okay, how you feel about their product. What are your thoughts about their product? And that can help them so that they can reassess things. Maybe there are enhancements, things that they can do to make improvements to the product so that it becomes more alluring or attractive to the community and better will and better will assure patrons long-term guaranteed results that are positive ones. So see, a lot of times the answer is within you and me. We fail because we don't plan to succeed. If we plan for our business communities to succeed, we will plan to invest our dollars within those black-owned businesses because it does matter that we are supportive to our community. And, yes, black-owned businesses require and need the support of its community. Next, now this is important information. Considering the potential to lower crime and violence, all people should make a point of supporting black businesses. Mm-hmm. Considering the potential to lower crime and violence. All people should make a point of supporting black businesses. We know for a fact because the majority of our black communities, especially those within the inner cities of America, the majority of them consists of low income, a high level or number or score of low-income families. So there is, there is a factor that poverty, okay, poverty attributes to higher levels of crime and violence within communities. Yes, when people don't have 
when people have not, they tend to adapt or resort to deviant ways or practices to acquire the things that they need and sometimes, yes, want. Okay? So how about we begin, ladies and gentlemen, there are so many millionaires that are black today. And, yes, now we even have the billionaires that are black and multi-millionaires that are black. Why don't we start there? If you are the have within the black community, why not invest within your community? Invest your dollars. Be the light to the whole community. Invest your dollars. Lead, by example, within black-owned businesses. Promote them. Allow them to use your face. You're a public figure. Everyone knows who you are. You're famous. Allow them to use your face to promote black-owned businesses and black-owned products. Because money talks here in America. This is still a capitalist nation where capitalism rules. Largely. Okay, so there's a lot of work to be done here. And it was necessary tonight. We're hearing so many people complaining about what they don't like about our nation right now as for its leader and the leadership of our nation right now. But we have to start taking our power back and acknowledgement. We the people have control over our destiny. And if we want to see changes and we want them now, then we have to start moving in the direction of ownership. And if we are supporting Black-owned businesses, that's a start in the right direction. Now, the Buy Black campaign, a lot of us are familiar with hearing about the Buy Black movement. Well, it all started because of men and women, a lot whom of which are working-class citizens, U.S. citizens, and they saw and took initiative. Being good observers, they realized something. We're failing by way of not investing dollars within the black businesses or black-owned business community. So, time to reform. This is our time to reform for those who have not done the right thing. This is the time 
to start doing the right thing. Now, every Friday is Black Friday. Some of you are aware of that. Some of you are not. Due to the Buy Black campaign now in America, every Friday is Black Friday. And what that means is this. Every Friday, you and I are to patronize by way of our spending. Support a black-owned business. We are to do it now. We are to do it later. We are to do it forever. And BPN invites you. And this is what they're saying. We invite you to visit our website, www.i, as in the letter, I, by, B-U-I, black, B-L-A-C-K, dot org. They invite you to visit. When you visit their website, here's what you need to know. Click to see a list of businesses you can visit for specials and discounts. So now listen, not only is it a request that you buy black every Friday, okay? But they're offering you specials and discounts when you do this. So who's going to benefit largely? You and me. We. It's a we think or a we thing. We will benefit from doing this. Not the businesses only, but everyone that chooses to support. So this is what you do. First, we're going to list the steps again. You visit the website. What is the website? www.i, as in the letter I. By black dot org. Okay? I buy black dot org. Once you visit that website, you must click to see a list of businesses you can visit for specials and discounts. So when you go there, you click to see a list of businesses you can visit for specials and discounts. Here's what's next. Sign up, and this is an invitation here. So that means you have to decide. You have a choice to make. So the ball is in your court. Will you invest? Hmm, I know I will. How about you? What do you have to lose? Okay. So once you have visited the website, what is the website? www.i as in the letter I, by org. Next, you will click to see a list of businesses. You can visit for specials and discounts. So there's specials. There's discounts all aligned for you, okay? Once you visit, 
www.ibuyblack.org. Ladies and gentlemen, next, sign up to become part of our shopping network. Hey, now doesn't that sound appealing? I know it sounds appealing to me. If you are a smart shopper, if you enjoy bargain hunting, which I know I do every time I go shopping, I'm always trying to see how far I can stretch a dollar. Oh, yeah. I have no shame. I am frugal, but I like quality, okay? I'm not going to buy junk. I have to know this is worth my dollar or dollars, okay? So when you go to the site, www.i as in the letter I, buyblack.org, you can sign up to become part of the shopping network. This sounds very appealing, doesn't it? Shop small, shop local. So you'll be able to discover what black-owned businesses exist in my neighborhood. Hmm. Hey, that's a good idea. Why? For many of us, some of us don't even know how many black-owned businesses there are in our neighborhood. We might know one. But there's more than just one. If there's one, there's more. Believe me when I say this. There's more. And it is your duty and mine to find out how many there are. So, again, I challenge you. Visit the following website, www.i, as in the letter I, by black dot. Org. Click to see a list of businesses you can visit, and you will find there are specials and discounts that these black-owned businesses are offering to you. Yes, to you. And another thing you will find that is accessible for you to do is you can sign up to become part of the shopping network. That sounds very alluring. I know for many of us, we're smart shoppers. We're bargain hunters. We like good quality. We don't buy junk. So to be a part of a shopping network, that's great because when you're part of a shopping network, Everyone that is a part of it, they swap ideas and information. You're going to acquire lots of resources and learn about where you can go and buy quality products. And these, again, are black-owned businesses in our neighborhoods. And the wonderful thing about it is you can shop small. You don't always have to go to a mainline store, okay? 
you can go to a small, quaint boutique shop right in your neighborhood. You can shop local and find what you need. And you will also be able to get some specials and discounts. You can't beat that. But it's only accessible once you've tapped into the resource that exists and is available to you. And again, what is that resource? It is an online website. Okay? www.i, as in the letter I, byblack.org. Next, there's so much more information I have for you. I'm so glad, so very happy that I have another, I believe, 30 minutes where I can disclose a lot more, okay, concerning the Buy Black campaign and, yes, the Buy Black movement. Because it's important that we get started. For some of us, we have not begun yet. And for others, we've only just begun. So we need to keep it moving. Don't stop. Keep it moving. All right, next. BPN is creating an exciting special promotion to support small black-owned businesses. Now, that's good. That's real good. Because a lot of times the small businesses in our community are the ones that get overlooked. And they're not always the ones that are given the grants and uh, the funding or even the financial support, like the big businesses within our communities always tend to obtain because they're big, for one. So everybody knows about them. And a lot of times the small businesses, they're not popular. They're not widely known. And so they suffer, and they're the struggling ones, the struggling Businesses that turn into the starving businesses that turn into the businesses that end up not surviving. And that's not what we want. We want black businesses, the small black businesses, the small black-owned businesses to survive. We want them to survive, and we want them to thrive just like the big ones. So, BPN is creating an exciting special promotion to support small black-owned businesses. Now, here's where you're going to hear from the man, the man, the one who is responsible for initiating this Buy Black campaign. And here's what he has to say. To you, Emmy. Here it goes. BPN is creating an exciting special promotion to support small black owned businesses. And I am seeking 200 volunteers to test the program out. We will explore restaurants, retail stores, and cultural events. Now, this is important information 
that you may not be aware of. All right? Small businesses create jobs. We must support them so they can hire more people from our communities. And I'm going to say that again, and I'm saying this with strong conviction because it is the truth. Small businesses create jobs. We must support them so they can hire more people from our communities. Very important, very significant. And we have a caller. Welcome, caller. Welcome, caller. This is Sage, the poet and host of the Exceptional Scribble Show. Just acknowledging you in the call queue. You are guest number five. Welcome. Hi, this is Fran. This is Warriors, Queens of Forest Elman, co-hostess for the Exceptional Scribble Show. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad that you called in, uh, Warriors, Queens of Forest Elman. And ladies and gentlemen, that is, she is the co-host of the Exceptional Scribble Show, and she has a phenomenal enrichment forum, which follows this hour, and that is the Free Publishing Tips Hour. Queen, Warrior's Queen, Deborah Thelman, is the lead facilitator for that hour. She is going to be the one taking your questions and providing full answers. So at this time, let me finish up sharing about the Buy Black campaign and the Buy Black movement. Small businesses create jobs. We must support them so they can hire more people from our communities. If you want to participate, please email. The name is Earl Harvey. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, Earl Harvey. This is the man. This is the face behind the Buy Black Campaign movement and BPN in general. And, of course, you can visit the following website, www.i, as in the letter I, buyblack.org. When you visit the site, click to see a list of businesses that are black-owned businesses. You can visit for specials and discounts, yes. Remember, this is all about supporting the black businesses and ending poverty and lowering crime and violence within the black community, ladies and gentlemen. And one more thing, there's some more facts I've got to share with you while we are still on this call. I shared with you earlier on, and these were words from i.by.black.org, and these are are words that are supported via uh, statistical data, which has been proven by findings and reports to be accurate. Economists say the average dollar earned by blacks stays in our community for six 
hours. Compare that to the white community. Dollars circulate in the white community for 17 days. Mm-hmm. Some laugh at our spending habits. Then they harvest our dollars like locusts in a field of corn. They don't care that strong black businesses are good for the entire community. Considering the potential to lower crime and violence, all people should make a point of supporting black businesses. And and these words are by the iBuyBlack.org organization. And I just want to share, there's a strategy that uh, the Buy Black movement is promoting at this time within the black business community, and it's called Tag Team Marketing. And there's actually there's actually a company which has labeled itself with that title, okay? But it is a strategy, and what that strategy is about is collaborating. Business people collaborating, working, and partnering together. So that all of the persons and the businesses that are engaging in the tag team marketing, everyone thrives. No one fails. And that is the goal. Everyone thrives. Everyone survives. All the businesses survive and none of them fold. Now I'm going to share about the tag team marketing international incorporation. The Tag Team Marketing International Incorporation operates the powerful Buy Black Movement program. Did you hear that? The Tag Team Marketing International Incorporation, ladies and gentlemen, and this is important, very key information, operates the powerful Buy Black Movement program. And here's what they want us to know. We are a black-owned and operated company that specializes in marketing and distributing the products and services of black-owned businesses to black consumers. So I want to say tonight to anyone that's now tuned in, listening at this time, if you have a product and you need for your product to launch successfully and to go to market in appropriate manner, packaged in the appropriate way, then you need to correspond with the Buy Black Movement and their Tag Team Marketing International Incorporation. And here's how you can do that. You can simply go to the following website. It is online via the Internet. It's www. 
dot by black movement dot com. I repeat www dot by black movement dot com. And again, here's why. This is what they can provide for you. Okay? They specialize in marketing and distributing the products and services of black-owned businesses to black consumers. Now let me share about this organization. Tag Team stands for the following, the African Group. That's TAG, T-A-G. Now Team stands for Together Everyone Achieves More. Remember I shared with you? They believe in collaborating and partnering with each other so that everyone thrives and no one fails. Excellent, excellent. That is their that is their vision and that is their cause. And here's what else. Our name sums up our philosophy in itself. We are dedicated to the upliftment and empowerment of Black people. And here's their purpose. The purpose of tag team marketing is to bring the black community into a condition of economic power. Mm -hmm. That means that we aim to help create so many prosperous black owned businesses and create level of production so high that the black community becomes permanently wealthy, and nothing, not even a bad economy. All right. Now, that's good. Can bring it down. I'm going to restate that. Here we go. That means that we aim to help create so many prosperous black-owned businesses and create level production so high that the black community becomes permanently wealthy, and nothing, not even a bad economy, can bring it down. I love that. That's powerful right there. And this is the Buy Black Movement in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. Again, simply go online, visit the following URL, www.buyblackmovement.com. Do it and note the timing is right. So if you have a vision and you need to launch a product and it needs to get to the market and it needs to go on the market successfully and packaged appropriately, you need to correspond with this group. Again, tag team marketing. What does tag team stand for? The African group, together, everyone achieves more. And African is spelled with a K, ladies and gentlemen. African with a K. All right. Well, I think I've covered a whole lot tonight, touching on the Buy Black movement. And I just want to reiterate a few things. I'm going to go back over some details. I shared about the Buy Black campaign. Every Friday is Black Friday. Support Black-owned businesses in 20 
2018 and years to come, BPN invites you to visit our website, www.ibuyblack.org. Now, this is a unique promotion here, the Buy Black campaign. Every Friday is Buy is Black Friday. Every Friday is Black Friday. According to the Buy Black campaign, on Fridays, we are supposed to invest our dollars into black businesses only. Did everyone hear that? Okay, and if you want to know a little more about the Buy Black campaign, simply visit www.i as in the letter I, buyblack.org. And also, when you get to that site, click to see a list of businesses. Every black-owned business on that site, you'll find, offers something. There's a special and a discount. Go find out who in your neighborhood, who and where. There are black-owned businesses. You just need to find them. They're there, but some of us don't seek them. And we know if we don't seek, we won't find, okay? So here's a way you can find them and start shopping small and local. Go to www.i, as in the letter I, org, And I'm going to share one more time the email um, because this particular Buy Black campaign uh, it is launched, or the spearhead of the campaign is Earl Harvey. Earl Harvey. He does have a newsletter, BPN. Uh, Earl Harvey's email is, it's spelled like his name, E-A-R-L at Earl Harvey, which is his full name, E-A-R-L-H-A-R-V-E-Y dot com ladies and gentlemen and i'm going to share i'm going to go to the site now ibuyblack.org when you go to the site ibuyblack.org they have the i buy black discount card okay as soon as you go to the site you'll see there's a window and it shows there's a tab you can click get your card now you can lower crime, join us, order now, okay? So this is something, it's a promotional ad, but it's relevant. Why? Because if you're a member of the black community, you know the homicide rates. You know that the um, crime rates are just far too high. They need to come down. But how can we impact change? to make them come down, and to make them come down fast. Well, you have to offer something to those who don't have that need. What can you offer to them? Ways by which they can acquire multiple streams of income. For many of them, just becoming a business owner, an entrepreneur, starting small with something small, having a vendor. Okay, being a vendor, 
being able to vend, and then growing your business. A lot of people start in their home. There's so many things that can be done, but the way out of crime and poverty as a trap is to become a business force within the community, to find multiple streams of income, to acquire to acquire the means to obtain multiple streams of income. And you can learn. I mean, you come to this website. I'm there now. The I Buy Black discount card, it's only $10. But with that discount card, you can shop and get discounts on clothing, all kinds of things, just about any and every product that anyone would or could ever need. And it's quite easy, ladies and gentlemen. It's not difficult. Now I'm going to share some more information that's very important. According to Brian Williams, MBA and founder of PurchaseBlack.com, that's another website for you to visit in terms of investing in money in black-owned businesses. Again, that website is PurchaseBlack.com. MBA and founder of PurchaseBlack.com. These are his thoughts, his words, and opinions. If we spent nine cents of our collective dollar with black-owned businesses, we could employ every single man, woman, and child within the black community. Again, if we spent nine cents, that's not even one dime of our collective dollar with black-owned businesses. And collective dollar, ladies and gentlemen, everyone putting their dollar, one dollar, with black-owned businesses, we could employ every single man, woman, and child within the black community. More jobs will lower crime and violence. We should heed the advice of Reverend Leon Sullivan and take charge of the dollars that flow through our pockets. The power is in our hands. So a lot of times we don't even realize what's in our hands. Mm -hmm. We look in our purses, women, pocketbooks, wallets, men. We see the dollars. We see the dimes. We don't even think like this. But we need to. Because it is a fact. To think this way is right. That's wise to do. And one more thing, a broad coalition of Philadelphia leaders have united and developed the I Buy Black discount card to address this problem. Our goal is to recruit 10,000 Philadelphians to purchase the I Black I'm sorry, I buy black discount card for just $10. Again, our goal is to recruit 10,000 Philadelphians to purchase the I buy black discount card for just $10. In return, shoppers can expect discounts and benefits when they present the card to businesses who join our Network. 
just $10, ladies and gentlemen. That's not asking too much. Network businesses will get new customers, community recognition, and free promotion within our extensive network. Want to join this movement and spend your dollars wisely? Purchase your I Buy Black discount card today. So again, I'm inviting you, ladies and gentlemen, it's simple. Just visit the following website, www.i, as in the letter I, buyblack.org. Yes, yes. All right, that concludes the segment of what we refer to as the exclusive interview hour, and that was from 8 till 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I, the host of the Exceptional Scribble Show, Sage the Poet, I had the pleasure of hosting that exclusive interview hour. And now we are transitioning to our next hour for the evening. Before we transition, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I want to grant Warrior's Queen Zipporah Thelma. She is co-host of the Exceptional Scribble Show. I want to grant her the opportunity to have some, yeah, she needs a moment to have a refreshing drink to kind of stretch her legs out because she's been sitting and waiting, okay, for this time as I was doing the hour that I facilitate. So we're going to give her some time so she can prepare and get ready, okay? All right. In the meantime, we're going to hear something, okay? All right. I want everyone to listen closely. This is a song, and it is by a an artist who has had quite a whirlwind, a lot of controversy throughout his career. And this song I thought would be appropriate. It's entitled, ladies and gentlemen, Don't Judge Me. I think sometimes, yes, sometimes we are our own worst critic. But also, at times, our own community can be our own worst critic. So I want you to really listen to the words. This is a song by Chris Brown, ladies and gentlemen. And it is entitled. Don't judge me. All right. I'm close to my heart. I won't deny it. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, now we are returning to the panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show, and I am welcoming back to the platform, Warrioress, Queen Zipporah Thelman, co-host of the Exceptional Scribble Show, 
And this is the free, free, free publishing tips hour. Call in with your questions. We have Warriors Queen Support Thelman, and she is well-versed. She is prepared to answer. Warriors Queen Support Thelman, the mic is now in your hands. All right. Thank you, Duchess Fran. And before I start, I want to comment on your interview about I Buy Black Businesses. It's a wonderful idea. Thank you. And you've got it on the right track, and it's going to take some time and convincing for it to move forward. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's indeed well said. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going into the free publishing tips hour, and I'm starting with my writing advice and discoveries, which are the following two pieces. Number one, success is making it happen. And number two, read more to remove writer's block. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Please restate that, and I apologize. There was a um, accidental button pushing occurrence on my end. That's what caused the sound we just heard. So please reread or restate those statements and comments. Thank you. All right. Do you want both read or just the second one? Um, both read. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right. Number one. Success is making it happen. And number two, read more to remove writer's block. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Read more to remove writer's block. I want that to kind of marinate in the minds of every out there. It doesn't matter if you're a beginning or beginner as a writer or if you're in an intermediate or expert level. Let that sink in because that's good, 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 good information to ponder. Yes. Warriors Queen, could you Share what your thoughts are about that one, about reading more will eliminate writer's block. Sure. It means that writer's block does happen when you feel that you're running running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is that you, um, the reading is a positive reinforcement, you know, to help, you know, um, remove that block. And so mm. when you read, you're going to find, you know, ideas that will help you. I mean, I don't want to sound repetitive, but you'll find ideas that you can write, you know, they will be useful in your stories. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Because it happened to me. I was reading, and then next thing you know, I'm writing an idea on my own notebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also... I want to um, add something to that. 
for sure. some for some they don't travel enough. And I have a friend that's a writer and she shared with me on a personal note that when she went and she took a vacation to Spain and she uh, stayed for a couple of days, yeah. She said what she thought she wanted to write about beforehand changed. And it gave her a whole new perspective and she wrote a whole new book. Mm-hmm. Just from her experiences that she acquired while on her vacation to Spain. So traveling also will definitely help if someone's suffering from writer's cramp or writer's block. Mm -hmm. And I also, this Warriors Queens of Poor, I also want to add, you know, to the traveling, is that when you research about the places that Mm -hmm. you can't travel to, you know, and uh, it's also, um, it would also give you ideas. That's true. That's mm-hmm. right. Again, it goes back to reading, though. Because mm-hmm. even to travel, you have to read. You're going to have to read maps. You're going to have to read a lot. Mm-hmm. Because you need to know about where you're going, you know. And there could be some situation that you're going to find yourself in once you arrive to your destination that you're not already in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, not being a citizen of that particular land you're traveling to. And even if you're just going cross state or um, traveling cross country, reading is fundamental. Uh, you need to do some research and study first before going because it's a whole different habitat. It's a whole new surrounding yeah. for you. And it prepares your mind for what you're about to encounter. As well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to uh, share something when I had read uh, regarding Spain. There's an American yes, woman. Yes, an American woman had went to a store. This was uh, about a business, and when the employee found out she was American, she told her, "Oh, your dollar will travel far." Mhm. Mm-hmm. Now that's important too. That's why reading, again, is, it's a fact. you got to read. You cannot expect to have a fully enriched experience, even as a traveler, if you don't read. Because there's so much that you should know about before getting to whatever destination you're getting to, as well as what you're already going to become acquainted with when you get there. So reading does help to prepare the mind, prepare the heart even, and prepare your spirit even for what you're about to encounter. Thanks. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Now the first now there it was the first the first thing that you read before that. Um if you could read that again, because I think we should elaborate on that too. All right. Success is making it happen. Mhm. And what it means is that if you want, if you really want something, you have to go out and get it. Mhm. That's right. And I mm-hmm. was sharing that even before you came on the call about supporting uh, the Buy Black movement and the Buy Black campaign because we always say 
we don't see enough black-owned businesses or we don't see them thriving like we do the others. Well, if, and I said, if we plan to succeed, we don't plan to fail. Mm -hmm. And one way to plan to succeed or to plan to succeed in business is to have the support of your community. And if we plan to see black businesses succeed, then we need to plan to support them. (laughs) <laughs> with our dollars. Yeah. That's the way yeah, I put I it. I want to add mm-hmm. that there was a, like, the, was it the Listerine? The Listerine brand, the zero alcohol mm-hmm. one, is a trademark of Johnson & Johnson. How about that? Mm-hmm. And can you explain what that means when you say trademark? Because some people may not know. All right. Trademark. All right. I'm looking it up. Because I have read it on the bottle. Mm-hmm. And for those who may not, mm-hmm, and for those who may not know, Johnson and Johnson is a black-owned uh, business. All right. Here's the uh, definition: trademark, a symbol, word, or words legally registered or established by use as representing a company or product. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this as a disclaimer. There were a lot of businesses that were founded by blacks that now are owned by non-blacks. So mm-hmm. when I say Johnson & Johnson, I know they were founded by blacks as a business. But mm-hmm. whether or not now they are co-owned by a non-black entity owner or whether they are owned by other than a black business owner, I can't confirm at this time, but just so that you know, just like Sears and Roebuck, mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't know the story behind that. And that Roebuck was the black side of the ownership of Sears. Mm-hmm. And they parted ways and then it just became Sears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it's all you know, it's a lot of black owned business and I think with anything if they're not being funded like the rest and the others and supported by their own community, they're not going to be able to continue. They're going to fold. So it, the onus is on the community, ultimately. If we want to see black-owned businesses thriving, we want them to continue in our community, then we need to support them with our dollars. Mm-hmm. More than just for six hours. It has to become a daily habit. And mm-hmm. especially the buy... Um, Black campaign where every Friday is Black Friday, I think that's excellent. That's a start. Um, Making sure that you're only investing in black businesses on every Friday that occurs. I think that's a start. And that's a strong stance as well when we Mm -hmm. say we want to see the black business community thriving. Yes, indeed. That's a way to get the ball rolling. Mm All right, so moving on, I'm going to read a, uh, speaking of black-owned business, here is a literary agent, Nikki Terpolowski at Holloway mm-hmm. Literary. She's the founder and senior agent, and she's a Moore, which is black. I'm using the culture word correctly, spelled M-O-O-R. Mm-hmm. All right. Based in Raleigh, North Carolina, and established in 2011, 
Holloway Literary is a full-service agency that represents writers in romance, women's, and Southern fiction, mystery, thriller, historical, literary, science fiction, and select young adults. After receiving a BA in English, Nikki worked in the marketing communications field for several years as a writer and editor for civilian and government clients, deciding she wanted to align her professional career with her lifelong passion for reading and writing, she interned at the Elaine English Agency based in Washington, D.C., and then moved into literary management, representing a small group of women's fiction and romance writers that has expanded to include a list of young adult, literary, historical, southern, mystery, and thriller authors. Nikki loves all types of fiction, but is particularly interested in finding fresh Southern voices. She tweets about her favorite topics, books, wine, history, Southern culture, and travel at at a woman reading. And I'm going to read an interview with her. Posted on March 15, 2017 by in-agent spotlight Nikki Terpolowski. As a literary agent, business owner, military wife, and mother, how do you manage to keep a work-life balance? I try to schedule my time as often as possible. I could probably use a project manager for my life generally. Because I work at home, there's always the temptation to work on weekends and at night. So I try to keep hard and fast rules about when I work, when I'm spending time with my family, when I'm relaxing, exercising, If I don't, there's a possibility that tasks and activities fall through the cracks. In the midst of all your roles, what are some of the ways you manage stress? I meditate daily, practice yin yoga two to three times a week, and exercise. Long hot baths and lavender essential oils and Epsom salts plus a glass of wine or kava. Kava is a weekend indulgence. And lastly, if I'm on the verge of burnout, I beg out and binge TV. What drew you to become a literary agent? A love of books. I wrote my first book in third grade for a class project. It had a cover, illustrations, everything. I was just hooked. I used to read seven to ten books a week when I was in high school. Just a real bookworm. Being a literary agent seemed like the natural next step for me professionally. If the perfect manuscript were to land in your inbox tomorrow, what it, would it look like? It would be a magical realism set in a southern town a la Sarah Addison Allen, a cozy mystery featuring books or food, or maybe a thriller similar to Vince Flynn's work. Any advice for authors currently submitting their work to you? Sure. One, send me what I'm interested in reading. Two, make sure your query reads like butter. Three, you should have already studied your craft and written the best possible novel. And four, you should have already had your manuscript beta beta read and revised accordingly. After that, hit send. What are some of your favorite books? Anything by Charles Frazier, Sarah Addison Allen, Alice Hoffman, Isabella Linde, Ellen Crosby. Outside of reading, what are your favorite things to do? Traveling, cooking for fun, but who has the time? What have been your favorite places to visit? Napa, 
Italy, the mountains of North Carolina and Virginia, New Orleans, Hawaii. I love any city that has lots of history, character, and natural beauty. What are some of the places you haven't been to but want to see? The UK. You said before that you are that you're a quote foodie end quote and that you're a big fan of southern food. What are some of your all time favorites? I'm generally a low carber and try to eat more vegetables than not, but southern staples like fried chicken and biscuits, fried okra and sweet potatoes that are not a true reflection of how I eat now though. Now now it's more like I begin my day with a cup of cigars, sauteed arugula with toasted pecans for lunch and salmon with mashed cauliflower for dinner. Not very Southern, I'm afraid. What's your favorite music? Right now I'm listening to a lot of Corinne Bailey Ray, Sam Hunt, and the Moana soundtrack. Laughing out loud, seriously, love that movie and the music. But Ray and Hunt, great music and lyrics. And I can listen to it around my kids. And listening to Sam Hunt and Jason Alding always make me crave a cowboy romance. Hashtag manuscript wishlist, MSWL. The end. Mm. Nice. I, I enjoy listening. Nice. Thank you. And. Oh, and. I um, Any um, questions or I, comments? Yeah. I, I, um, now what, what particular uh, newspaper or journal or magazine was that article uh, taken out from, the one that you read? It was on um, Holloway Literary's website. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good read. And um, I like even how she touched on a couple of things that she does to uh, relax mm-hmm. her mind as well as her body and her soul and the importance of enjoying um, pleasant things in life and not just letting it just become monotonous as far as, you know, writing, writing, writing and and uh, reading and not having outlets. You know, she shares about how it's necessary or essential to have an outlet whether it's certain music you listen to and how you can make it so it becomes a family affair, something, you know, if you have children as a mother, uh, you and your children can both enjoy listening to and um, things you can enjoy on your own, like she mentioned about the wine and a cobbler and, you know, some things that just, you know, it kind of just relaxes you and gets you in that happy mood and state because it's all about finding your way to happiness and contentment. And that's, we know happiness is not an external, it's more of the internal uh, state. And once you have reached that uh, place and you find that happiness from within, then everything on the outside just makes sense. You know, whatever goes on, even if it's wrong, it just makes sense at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't devastate you. You can handle it. So mm-hmm. it's important for us to work on our <clears throat> inside being at that state of, and having that condition of inner peace, happiness, contentment, 
Because once we're, we get there internally, then externally, you know, it's not that hard or difficult to find that good place where we need to be. So I, I appreciated hearing that and get and gathering that from the article that was shared. Thank you, Warriors. Please support You're welcome. You're welcome, Duchess Rand. And I have a second literary agent, which is a Native American-owned in Texas, and it's called about uh, Writers Inc. Excuse me, Writers Inc. Slash Media. Our company is based on the belief that our writers need are the utmost importance. Our agency is committed to meeting those needs. As a result, a high percentage of our business is from repeat customers and referrals. Represent nonfiction, fiction, novels, novellas, short story collections, juvenile and children books, scholarly books, and poetry collections. We would welcome the opportunity to review your manuscripts. Queries accepted by email, brochure available upon request. New and established writers, welcome. All right, the end of the About Us page. Any questions or comments? No, not at all. You can continue. All right, and a correction. I just read some of the About Writers, Inc. media page, and then the the listeners can uh, read the rest of it for themselves. Hmm. Now about the owner slash literary agent, Pat Poland, Harhouse, so H-A-A-R-H-A-U-S, prior profession, freelance writer for newspapers and magazines with over 500 articles published. Edited a movie script where the Buffalo Roams by Deep Spirit Productions in California, which won the 1999 New York Film Festival first prize for small documentary. I've edited two TV pilot sitcoms, written press releases, publicizing community events, written news articles, and forwarded them to Reuters Worldwide Wire, published poetry in a chat book in the Netherlands, and wrote the jacket blurb for this written investigative articles, interviewed authors about their books, written radio advertisements, program articles, and published three clubs' newsletters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, begin for the rest of this uh, about, I mean, homepage. Any questions or comments? Um, yes, could you re-read that one more time? Only because there was a um, there was some music in the background I had to kind of uh, turn off that was on, and it kind of distracted. Uh, I know I couldn't hear everything, so I would like the pleasure and privilege of being able to hear in full what was read. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Here it is again. Owner slash literary agent Pat Poland, Harhouse, spelled H A A R H A U S. Prior profession freelance editor for newspapers and magazines with over 500 articles published. Edited a movie script, Where the Buffalo Roams, by Deep Spirit Productions in California, which won the 1999 New York Film Festival First Prize 
for a small documentary. I've edited two TV pilot sitcoms, written press releases, publicized and community events, written news articles and forwarded them to Reuters Worldwide Wire, published poetry in a chapbook in the Netherlands, and wrote the jacket blurb for this, written investigative articles, interview authors about their books, written radio advertisements, program articles, and published three clubs' newsletters. The end mm-hmm. for this article. The, I mean, um, that's all I'm Yeah, what are your thoughts? Where uh, is Queen of Port mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about what was uh, listed in that article, the things shared and uh, information that was relayed? Like, who would you say it targets? Who would you say that article targets best? What group? What age group? What um, uh, group in general? Well, I would say, you know, the young adult and the adult group. Mm-hmm. Because Why would you say young adult? Because young adult, all right, a young adult is, what, 12 to 18-year-olds? Mm-hmm. And so they're just, you know... It's something that they would understand. Right. Mm. And would you say the millennials, because that's our um, age 18 to 35? Yes, and definitely, yes. That's why I say young adult and adult. So the young mm-hmm. adults, you know, the coming of age, and then the adults. And so this article, what I had just read, you know, they would, you know, it's for, you know, their ears. What and would you say grabs your interest best about what you just read? What did you find was most appealing to you? Oh, wow, this is a tough one. Well, all right, I'm Mm going to take a stab at it. So I would say edited, you know, the movie script where the buffalo roam. Mm -hmm. And let's see where she had, let's see, interview authors about their books. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's see, in the publishing, a freelance writer for newsletter, newspapers and magazines with over 500 articles published. So Miss Poland knows what she's doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, I, I, I have to agree. It's mm-hmm. definitely targeting mm-hmm. our... Um, younger age, even as for the millennials, 18 to 35 Mm -hmm. or so than like the baby boomer generation, the ones that are in their 60s, you know, in that group. Mm -hmm. Or 55 and up. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why I say young adult and adult. And it was mm-hmm. 18, 18 and up, yeah. Now, would you say that it was more so written um, from a perspective that would be feminine or one that could be both male and female? Yeah, yeah I'd say both genders. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't see any, you know, of the symbols that, would apply, you know, to the genders, you know, like sports for men, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Or women's fiction, yeah. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's and also good. Listen, yes, and I also want to add, you know, she has uh, a mystery somewhere. She says, written investigative articles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And say that again for our listening audience, nice and loud for everyone. Sure, I see a mystery symbol in the article where she says, written investigative articles. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know the type of uh, preparation involved and what all she had to do in order for that article to be complete. Very, that's significant information shared too. And it could also be mm-hmm, it could also be considered classified information because a lot of times, not always do you find writers of an article are going to tell you that, you know, that I had to do investigative research or I had to do this. They just write the article. They don't always add on the specific kinds of article it be it was you know that all of these other elements were involved in the creation of this so sometimes it's something that's not always discussed or it's taboo so we we're not going to go into that we're not going to share all that you know all the behind the scenes things that occurred for that article to be made or or for it to be produced but we'll just sit we'll just do the article and mm-hmm. say what the subject matter is. Mhm. Yeah, and I also want to uh, comment on that about you know not doing the you know detailed articles because people, uh, can I put it? Uh, it turns out different than what I wanted to say, but I'm gonna put it this way: people will be focused on you know the details, you know, rather than the article itself and when they read it. That's because true. of the connect. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's why it's so important. I think sometimes it's okay to camouflage the details or the, or it's okay to camouflage all of the particulars and just kind of come out with saying what needs to be said because sometimes that can be distracting when people have a whole lot of details that they have to read just to get to the meat mm-hmm. of an article. That can turn some people off. Some people do not particularly care for having long articles to read. They want the articles to be simple. They want them to be straightforward and straight to the point. So you have to kind of know who you're catering to and curtail, make the article fit. Make the article fit whoever it is catering to because, you know, it's it's an article and by all means, you want it to be read. You want people to read it. You don't want them to say, oh, it's one of these <laughs> kind of articles. Because people will, just like they do some, you know, have uh, pet peeves about certain genres, you know. They only be mm-hmm. fiction. Or they only read this, or they only do this kind of novel, you know. So you want to kind of sometimes camouflage it. Don't just tell them this is what kind of an article this is. Just write it. 
Just say what needs to be said and let them figure it out on their own. And I also want to add that you have to also, uh, you want to have a balance, you know, before um, about having the details, you know, and then telling the article as it is. So you're having a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good, that's good advice, too. You want to mix, have it with mixed, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, various, you know, where it's coming from different perspectives. Or it has a whole lot in it. You know, it's a variety of things. And it's not something that a person will read and say, oh, this is that. You know, you want it to kind of have some mystery to it, too, you know, mm-hmm. mystique, because that piques the interest of the reader. Mm-hmm. Because if it's something too predictable, too, they're going to get bored and they're going to stop reading it at some point. Because they already know where, you know, where it's heading to or what it's saying. And you know what? There was something that I did not say, and I probably should have said it at the very beginning. Um, Because, you know, on Monday, it was a day on, not a day off. It was a day of service for all. And for most of us, a lot of us um, engage in some kind of community service. And I did want to say to all um, that just keep in mind, MLK Day um, is bigger than just a dream and the I have a dream speech. It's about servicing the needs of humanity. And I think as we advance forward as humans in society, we need to keep that in mind. It's about helping others. And helping others, you help yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the legacy of all. Not so much just the speech, because a lot of times you just focus on the I have a dream Mm -hmm. speech. It's the service. It's the service. It's giving of yourself and servicing the needs of others. That's what we need not forget. I think if Dr. Martin, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was still alive today, that's what he would say. That's what he wants. Uh, want he would want us to focus on and to remember, not just the speech. Because people go, "Oh, it's always the speech." They just focus on the speech. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. All right. What about what are you doing to make that dream reality? That's what we need to focus on. Where are we as a people? Where are we as humanity in terms of how we are? living and what is it that we engage in doing to make this world better and that starts within each and every home and each and every individual it's always something that you can do to make things better where you are sometimes people are always thinking oh if i give this 
to the people over in China, or if I give this to the people over in Russia, I give this to the children over in the uh, village in Rwanda over here and there. But what about if you do something right where you are? What about your neighborhood? What about your community, your house, your family? So that's what we're trying to get people to think of more because I think that's what Dr. King did pretty much. That's what he did, mm-hmm. and that's what he was trying to get people to see, not just focusing on the speech, which I noticed they focus so much on. You turn to PBS. You turn to all these news networks and channels and broadcasts, and that's what you heard all day long. I have a dream. I have a dream. And it wasn't until you stepped outside of your house, turned the TV off, turned the radio off, and actually did community service that you could understand, okay, this is what Dr. King meant. This is what he wanted for all of humanity to be doing. Always give back. Yes, indeed. And uh, Duchess Sanders, Warriors, Queens of Poor. I did want to say something regarding King Jr. Um, and uh, what it was, uh, let me get my thoughts together. What had happened was that it was something he had said. And what he said was that when you said about helping right here at home, mm-hmm. he, said the American, he said the American Negro has become, has been exiled in his own country. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. Right here, right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they do the same thing sometimes about animals. Mm-hmm. The lion named Cecil. Um, some animal in some other country. And they get so emotional. There's animals right here that are being treated cruel. Mm-hmm. They experience cruelty mm-hmm. every day. We need to focus on meeting the needs of those in the community right where we are first. And then once we have taken care of home, then shed that charity abroad. Mm-hmm. But first you need to take care of home. Yeah, and also I was uh, speaking with animals, reminding me of the North Dakota Access Pipeline protest. When the buffalo mm-hmm. came to help the natives, and what did the <laughs> opposition do? Put a, a fence around, fence them in. Mm-hmm. How oh, about no. that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. All right, and I have a third literary agent to read about. And her name is Eva Scalzo of Spielberg Literary Agency. Mm-hmm. About Eva, and I'm reading this from writersdigest.com, New Literary Agent Alert. Eva Scalzo at Spielberg Literary Agency, posted December 4th, 2017. Thank you. About Eva. Eva Scalzo was born in New Jersey but has lived in Houston, Buenos Aires, San Juan, and Boston before settling down outside of Binghamton, New York. She has a BA in the Humanities from the University of Puerto Rico and an MA 
in publishing and writing from Emerson College. Since graduating in 2002, she has spent her career in scholarly publishing, working for Halton Mifflin, Blackwell Publishing, John Wiley and Sons, and Cornell University in a variety of roles. Eva has been reading romance since the fifth grade when she discovered the Sweet Valley High series. On inheriting her grandmother's collection of vintage Harlequin romances, she promptly set about filling the gaps, and her goal is to someday finish reading all the treasures. Eva is looking to represent all subgenres of romance with the exclusion of inspirational romance as well as young adult fiction. One last fun fact. If you've been reading this bio and pronouncing Eva's name with a long E sound, you've been saying it wrong. She is seeking. I want to see more romance novels where the tension is less about the relationship and more about the obstacles outside of the relationship. One of my least favorite tropes, tropes excuse me, in romance is the grand gesture trope Relationships are built on trust and communication. If your characters develop and grow their relationship organically, there shouldn't be a big misunderstanding that breaks them apart, especially if all they need to do is actually talk and listen to one another. Multicultural romance is also something I want to see more of. I support the hashtag Own Voices campaign to increase the diversity in romance, not just of the characters, but also of its authors. As a Latina, I love seeing my culture represented in the books I read. I want others to feel that way too. And that's all I'm going to read, you know, for this article, and the audience can finish the rest. All right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, I think that what you provided was compelling, the information shared, um, even the connection, uh, you know, we touched on, you brought up about um, the animal kingdom and the uh, natives Mm -hmm. and how the buffalo assisted the natives and uh, what was done, you know, to support the natives with their standoff. And the standoff was, of course, their um, way of protesting those pipelines uh, being uh, dug, the drilling of pipelines for for oil um, to be activated from uh, earth. And we know oil to earth is what blood is to us as humans. So earth requires the oil to be in her in order for its existence to continue. Um, and and right now, there's more oil taken from her than should be. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of what's going on, even in terms of the natural disasters, I believe, because mother is groaning and moaning. And she is very displeased right now because we are not honoring her. And the natives know this. They are very in tune with nature and and the earth. And they know when enough is enough. And they won't even uh, toil the land or um, uh, 
plant when it's that time that the ground should not be um, tilted. You know, they have a respect for their mother, and we should respect our mother just as they do. We should be respectful to our mother, period. And especially for us, if we're of indigenous heritage and ancestry, it is our duty to remind our neighbors and our brothers and and others that, you know, mothers to be honored and respected. And if they expect to continue on living here on earth, you know, we come from her, we are very sinew and our suits are made of her. Um, we've got to respect her and honor her or we won't be here. <laughs> we become an enemy to the planet. And, yes, the animals and and, and the earth itself will rise up against us. <laughs> okay? I think some of these sinkholes, and that's my personal opinion. Um, there's some that may not agree with me, but I think these sinkholes that are all of a sudden just appearing and swallowing things up, <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. It's not funny. But the thought of hey. a sinkhole, you know, pulling things down below. I know. And and you're going down and you're not coming back. I think that's punishment. If you ask me, that's like a judgment call. And I think mother is saying something. <laughs> enough is enough. Somebody, you know, somebody had, it was a picture of somebody had planted was it flowers in the potholes? How cute, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this stuff is real. We got to see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And then, now and then, this is kind of like sad, funny. A picture of a bee, it had a sign up that said, feet, was it plant flowers, I'm hungry, or something. Mm hmm. Yep. All right, I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, there's an article, but I'm going to read it next week because I, I don't want to. Um, it's kind of long, I'd say. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll save it for next week. Um, you know what? I'll just read it next week. All right, so I'm going to change the next category, which is anti-Trump art warriors resistance. All right, the first section is games. Number one, Lords of the Fallen. Plot. Players journey through mysterious, large, interconnected environments, battling beastly, disfigured enemies, including bosses using melee weapons such as axes and hammers. Players control Harkin as he is sent on a mission to stop a powerful god's mysterious demonic forces as they invade the world to reclaim it after being dethroned. Mm-hmm. Any, any questions or comments? I do. If you can just read one more time for everyone, and thank you. All right, sure. Game Lords of the Fallen. Plot. Players journey through mysterious, large, interconnected environments, battling beastly, disfigured enemies, including bosses, using melee weapons 
such as axes and hammers. Players control Harkin as he is sent on a mission to stop a powerful God's mysterious demonic forces as they invade the world to reclaim it after being dethroned. Mm. Okay. Wow, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. A lot of action for sure, especially with the mission. All right, the second game is Batman Arkham Knight. And the synopsis is, Arkham Knight features a large ensemble cast of characters from the history of Batman comics. The main character is Batman Kevin Conroy, a superhero trained to the peak of human physical and mental perfection and an expert in martial arts. He is supported by his allies Robin, Matthew Mercer, Nightwing, Scott Porter, Catwoman, Gray Day Lisley, Barbara Gordon, Ashley Green, who assists Batman covertly as the hacker Oracle, and her father, police commissioner, James Gordon, Jonathan Banks. Batman's loyal butler, Alfred Pennyworth, and Wayne Enterprises colleague, Lucius Fox, Dave Fenoy, provide Batman with tactical support, and the holy warrior, Azrael, Carrie Payton, aims to replace Batman as Gotham's protector. Right, and that's all I'm going to read. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. It's all about fighting for justice to be served, justice for all of humanity. (laughs) And it's just, it's just amazing. We're in that era. I'm thinking of like the Marvel comics superheroes Mm -hmm. now. How they've been taking Hollywood by force mm-hmm. here lately on the silver screen. There's so many movies coming out right now that are just about these marvels, you know? Mm-hmm. These amazing heroes and heroines. And yes. Uh, yes. And how they are fighting and and uh, you know, good always wins in the end. Mm-hmm. So it's like to I I think to keep our spirits high, to keep us motivated mm-hmm. as you humans and those that are uh, promoters of peace and, and goodwill to keep us inspired not to give up, mm-hmm. even though it looks like, you know, it's it's the thick of midnight when you look around, mm-hmm. you know, things have gotten so dark and dismal in some areas mm-hmm. and it looks like, you know, it, it's at its worst in, in other mm-hmm. places, but then there's that bright light, there's that mm-hmm. glistening, shining brilliant star in the night that Mm -hmm. shows you that there's always tomorrow and never give up. Things will get better somehow, even when we don't Mm -hmm. see the way of how things are getting better. There there are improvements, and it's Mm -hmm. always going to be that glimmer of hope. If you just look for it, it's there, you know, Mm -hmm. regardless of how dark things seem to be. Um, there's always going to be that ray of hope uh, there, that shining light glistening in the night 
to inspire, to motivate, and to keep you going, you know, let you know it's going to get there. Don't quit. Things are improving. There are enhancements, and it gets better with time. It does. And that's what I like about, you know, those different heroes and superheroes Mm -hmm. in the Marvel comics because they came from tragic. A lot of them were birthed out of tragic um, ordeals, you know, tragedy. Yes, it reminds me of uh, in Batman where the Joker told Batman, you made me, I made you. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like the tale of two cities, the best and worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Black Panther, you know, throughout next month, you know, that's a, uh, that's a leader. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leader of these marbles, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. A matter of fact, I have to, um, I'm going to have to send you information. There's a actual dressed-up gala. And they're doing a um, private screening of the movie. Mm-hmm. But everybody mm-hmm. that comes, you have to dress like one of the characters. <laughs> I'm well, so, sure somebody will pull that off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, like, so hyped about this. I'm, like, okay, I got to start working on a costume. <laughs> Who am I going to dress like? <laughs> I'm, like, I always wanted to be Storm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Storm yeah. was the female. Yeah, that was my favorite female mm-hmm. heroine. And then Same my favorite girl. villain Same is Poison me. Ivy. Oh, man. Out of the villains, <laughs> yeah. Poison. <laughs> Plant woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. I definitely And I, I saw the costumes and all of the mm-hmm. cast. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to look at the picture again. And then decide from here. <laughs> All right, see, I'm going to move on. And um, the third game is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wind. Mm-hmm. Here's the plot. <laughs> yes. Breath of the Wind. Wild. I'm sorry. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That's cool. So I'll say it again. The third game is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild introduces a world marked by recurring conflict between the kingdom of Hyrule and the evil being Calamity Ganon. Each time that Ganon resurfaced, he was defeated by a princess descended from the goddess Hylia with the help of her champion. Over time, Hyrule managed to mature into an advanced civilization. Using their knowledge of technology, they decided to prepare themselves for Ganon's inevitable return by creating four massive animal-like machines called the Divine Beast, as well as an army of autonomous mechanical weapons called Guardians. Upon Ganon's return, four great warriors were each given the titles of champions and tasked with piloting one of the Divine Beasts to attack and weaken him while the princess and her hero used the guardians to protect them, while the hero struck Ganon down with the master sword, allowing the princess to steal Ganon away. And I'm, that's all I'm stopping mm. in for now. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah. I can be learned from that. Mm-hmm. All right. Any questions or comments about The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? No. Mm-hmm. All right, see, I'm moving on. The next section is stories, and I'm going to read this short one. It's titled, The Story of Kutuyas Oto, and this is a Blackfoot Nation myth. There once lived on the banks of the Missouri an old couple who had one daughter, their only child. When she grew to be a woman, she had a suitor who was cruel and overbearing, but as she loved him, her parents offered no opposition to their marriage. Indeed, they gave the bride the best part of their possessions for a dowry so that she and her husband were rich, while her father and mother lived in a poor lodge and had very little to eat. The wicked son-in-law took advantage of their kindness in every way. He forced the old man to accompany him on his hunting expeditions and then refused to share the game with him. Sometimes one would kill a buffalo and sometimes the other, but always it was the younger man who got the best of the meat and who made himself robes and moccasins from the hide. Thus the aged couple were nearly perishing from cold and hunger. Only when her husband was out hunting would the daughter venture to carry a morsel of meat to her parents. On one occasion, the younger man called in his overbearing way to his father-in-law, bidding him help in a buffalo hunt. The old man, reduced by want almost to a skeleton, was too much afraid of the tyrant to venture to disobey him, so he accompanied him in the chase. Ere long, they encountered a fine buffalo, whereupon both drew their bows and fired. But it was the arrow of the elder man which pierced the animal and brought it to the ground. The old man set himself to skin the buffalo, for his son-in-law never shared in these tasks, but left them to his companion. While he was thus engaged, the latter observed a drop of blood on one of his arrows, which had fallen to the ground. Thinking that even a drop of blood was better than nothing, he replaced the arrow in its quiver and set off home. As it happened, no more of the buffalo than that fell to his share, the rest being appropriated by his son-in-law. On his return, the old man called to his wife to heap fuel on the fire and put on the kettle. She, thinking he had brought home some buffalo meat, hastened to do his bidding. She waited curiously till the water in the kettle had boiled. Then, to her surprise, she saw him place in it an arrow with a drop of blood on it. How Cuyotus, excuse me, Cutuius was born. How do you do that? She asked. I mean, excuse me, why do why do you do that? She asked. Something will come of it, he replied. My spirit tells me so. They waited in silence. Then a strange sound was heard in their lonely little lodge, the crying of a child, half fearfully, half curiously. The old couple lifted the lid of the kettle, and there within was a little baby boy. He shall bring us good luck, said the old man. They called the child Kutolius, drop of blood, and wrapped him up as is customary. Let mm-hmm. us tell our son-in-law, 
to the old man that it is a little girl, and he will let it live. If we say it is a boy, he will surely kill it. Kutolius became a great favorite in the little lodge to which he had come. He was always laughing, and his merriment won the hearts of the old people. One day, while they thought him too much young, thought him much too young to speak, they were astonished to hear his voice. Lash me up and hang me from the lodge pole, said he, and I shall become a man. When they had to recovered from their astonishment, they lashed him to the lodge pole. In a moment, he had burst the lashings and grown before their eyes into a tall, strong man. Looking round the lodge, which seemed scarcely large enough to hold him, Cotolius perceived that there was no food about. Give me some arrows, said he, and I will bring you food. We have no arrows, replied the old man, only four arrow heads. Cotolius fetched some wood from which he cut a fine bow and shaft to fit the flint arrow heads. He begged the old to lead him to a good hunting ground, and we had done so. They quickly killed a magnificent buffalo. Meanwhile, the old man had told Cotolius how badly his son-in-law had treated him, and as they were skinning the buffalo, who should pass by but the subject of their conversation? Cotolius hid behind the dead animal to see what would happen, and a moment later, the angry voice of the son-in-law was heard. Getting no reply, the cowardly hunter fitted an arrow to his bow and shot it at his father-in-law. Enraged at the cruel act, Cotolius rose from his hiding place behind the dead buffalo and fired all his arrows at the young man whom he slew. He afterward gave food and plenty to the old man and his wife and bade them return to their home. They were delighted to find themselves once more free from persecution, but their daughter wept so much that finally Cotolius asked her whether she would have another husband or whether she wished to follow her first spouse to the land of shadows, as she must do if she persisted in lamenting him. The lady chose the former alternative as the lesser evil, and Cotolius found her an excellent husband with whom she lived happily for a long time. Cotolius mm. on his travels. At length, Cotolius tired of his monotonous life and desired to see more of the world. So his host directed him to a distant village where he was welcomed by two old women. They set before their handsome guests the best fare at their disposal, which was buffalo meat of a rather unattractive appearance. Is there no good meat, queried Cotolius. The old woman explained that one of the lodges was occupied by a fierce bear who seized upon all the good meat and left only the dry, poor sort for his neighbors. Without hesitation, Cotolius went out and killed a buffalo cow, which he presented to the women, desiring them to place the best parts of the meat in a prominent position outside the lodge where the big bear could not fail to see it. This they did, and sure enough, one of the bear cubs shortly passed by and seized the meat. Cotolius, <clears throat> who had been lying in wait, rushed out and hit the animal as hard as he could. The cub carried his tail of woe to his father, and the big bear, growling threats of vengeance, gathered his whole family round him and rushed to the lodge of the old women, intending to kill the bold hunter. However, Cotolius was more than a match for all of them, and very soon the bears were slain. 
Still, he was unsatisfied and longed for further adventures. Tell me, said he, where shall I find another village? The rustling woman. There is a village by the big river, said the old woman, but you must not go there, for a wicked woman dwells in it who wrestles with and slays all who approach. No sooner did Cotillius hear this than he determined to seek the village, for his mission was to destroy evil beings who were a danger to his fellow men. So in spite of the dissuasions of the old women, he departed. As he had been warned, the woman came out of her lodge on the approach of the stranger and invited him to wrestle with her. I cannot, said he, pretending to be frightened. The woman mocked and jeered at him while he made various excuses, but all the time he was observing how the land lay. When he drew nearer, he saw that she had covered the ground with sharp flints over which she had strewn grass. At last he said, very well, I will wrestle with you. It was no wonder that she had killed many braves, for she was very strong, but Cotillus was still stronger. With all her skill, she could not throw him, and at last she grew tired and was herself thrown onto the sharp flints on which she bled to death. The people rejoiced greatly when they heard of her death, and Cotillus was universally acclaimed as a hero. Cotillus did many other high deeds before he departed to the Shadowlands, and when he went, he left sorrow in many lodges. The end of this article, this story. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, mm, what a lesson, too. What yeah, and a the lesson. Message, yeah. And the message is positive will kill negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things come to mind when I hear that that mm-hmm. that fable or legend. So, um, one in particular is um, he who laughs last laughs best, <laughs> and um, the saying of killing two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. And anything that's sharp, and that's one thing about, uh, they say a double-edged sword, Mm -hmm. you know. And truth is that, you know, it cuts going in and it cuts coming out. But it's like it can't be avoided. You know, something that's that sharp on both ends, you're not going to be able to escape it. You can't escape the truth. It's like. Even though people go through great lengths to try to deny what what is truth, mm-hmm. they can't escape it. It's inescapable. If that is a word. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, inescapable. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've not used it before. Okay, it is unable to be avoided or denied. Mm-hmm. Inescapable. Okay. I'm on cue. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. All right, so then I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. Next section is films. One from The Great Debater, starring Denzel Washington, 
message. Use your thinking weapon. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Use your thinking weapon. And that's what we need people doing more. Not enough thinkers. Because a lot of people don't realize it, but they've already been cloned mentally. <laughs> and they're not thinking for themselves. And that's the mark right there. You are mentally cloned. You just don't realize that fact yet. <laughs> you can't think for yourself. And your only thinking involves others. You are already programmed or chipped, and, uh, microchipped. And, and, uh, <laughs> I want to add what Dick Gregory has said. He said, program your mind and we will be programmed for you. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the fact. Yes. Our elder and ancestor, Dick Gregory, taught us well, didn't he? He did so many lectures and mm-hmm. I tell you, he went all throughout the country and even overseas educating and raising awareness so we're without excuse. We reflect on a lot of the teachings and a lot of the quotes by him where we'll live and lead a full life. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, and a healthy one. And I believe he was the one that tried to uh, raise our consciousness to the truth that if we're not drinking more water and alkaline, the pH level mm-hmm. has to be more alkaline than acidic, mm-hmm. then we're not healthy at all. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, and moving on. Mm-hmm. And the next, I have a new section or symbol, and it's the legend of the dream catcher. Native Americans of the Great Plains believe the air is filled with both good and bad dreams. Historically, dream catchers were hung in the teepee or lodge and on a baby's cradle board. According to legend, the good dreams pass through the center hole to the sleeping person. The bad dreams are trapped in the web where they perish in the light of dawn. The end. Mm. Very good. That, that's food for thought, too. Mm-hmm. And that's significant. We've got to think on those terms. You've got to really focus more about, okay, what is it? that's happening now in society that's going to attribute to what's going to be happening a decade from now and how can we get into revolution as motivation and uh, advancement not simply just retaliation because a lot of times the way people are thinking about revolution is wrong. It's wayward. They're thinking about revolution as meaning um, I get violent and aggressive, and that's how I get even, rather than community building. 
um, uniting and then educating. And then after you unite and educate, and then you can um, mobilize. But we've got to unite as a people first. If there's no united front, we're not a kingdom yet. So you've got to come together. That's important. And there's just too many segregated units amongst us as a people. And that's what's preventing our progress in terms of revolution. Revolution meaning everything that is not ours becomes ours, but that can only happen when we become a nation. That means we have to unite. We've got to come together. We've got to become a united front, a kingdom again. And then we can delegate. Once you are united, you can educate, and then you can delegate. And once you can delegate, then you can mobilize. You can start moving out and in groups. And we have strategic orders by which we are moving. And then we can establish a strong stance and mandate that what's ours become ours again because we once had it and now it's about us getting back what belongs to us. And I believe that's really what revolution is about. It's not about just guns and war, war games and war and war and war. I mean, that's not the answer. War is not the answer. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's key that people wake up and realize that. Well, I tell you, we're covering a lot of good mm-hmm. uh, topics on tonight. Very important, significant things. Definitely community building practices. And I just want to share once more to everyone, don't forget every Friday is Black Friday. Support Black-owned businesses today and throughout the year. And you can find out a lot of what you need to know in support of the Buy Black campaign by simply visiting the following website. It's www.i as in the letter I, org. And thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. And back to Warrior Risk Queen, Deborah Thelman. All right. Thank you, Duchess Fran, and that's all for tonight. And I'm going to give the audience a break and not assign any suggested readings. Oh, okay. You're being mm-hmm. quite kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, as always, Warriors. Queens of Port Thelman, you have provided us with much data to reference, and we will definitely revisit a lot of what we learned tonight.
I'm sure many of us were uh, taking notes. How could you not? This was good resource information, ladies and gentlemen. And um, we do have, I'm going to ask Warriors Queen Deport Thelman in closing, do you have any final remarks or comments that you'd like to make? I don't have any, you know, remarks or comments, but then something just came to my mind about staying encouraged and mm-hmm. learn, yeah, and using what you learn. All right. I mm-hmm. I accept and thank you. Affirmative. I concur. All right. So, um, everyone, don't forget that. That's significant. That is food for thought and it's soul food. Yes. Food for our souls as well. Uh, stay encouraged, indeed. Yes, you got to stay lifted. Don't let the world get you down. Troubles don't last always, people. Thank you again, Warriors Queens of Port Thelman. And very good article shared as well. Thanks so much. You're welcome. It's a story. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Mm -hmm. go ahead, Warriors, Queens of Cora Thelman. All right. I am signed. This is Warriors, Queens of Cora Thelman, co-hostess for Exceptional Scribble, episode 198, Tuesday, January 16, 2018. And everyone, good night. Yes, yes, yes. Well, a pleasant and good night to you as well, Warriors, Queens of Cora Thelman. Peace and blessings. And... Plenty of good rest to you as well, because I'm sure to do what you do, it requires you to stay up sometimes late, Mm -hmm. do a lot of reading and digging, doing research, and acquiring that information. So we appreciate that. Thanks. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this time, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Good night. And good night. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a music break, and then we'll come back. Maybe have some poetry. We'll see. This is a song entitled Freedom. All right? And it is the theme. Listen, listen. From the Black Panther movie. Not Black Panther. I'm sorry. The um, Black, yes, the Black Panther movie. Uh, Black Panther as in the Black Panther organization, not the um uh, Marvel Comics uh, hero, um, Panther. Okay, so listen closely. But this song is in in very in season. The message that is again, it is entitled Freedom, and it came out, I believe, in two thousand and eight. Listen, hear the words, and be inspired. No unity, no power. White power for white people. Black power for black people. 1967. The Black Panther Party. The movement. Freedom. Let's talk about freedom. We will not bow down to God. We will not bow down to injustice. We will not bow down to Exploitation, I'm gonna say.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, freedom is our destiny, okay? It's not simply, merely an option for us. It's our birthright. We innately were born free, and we ought to be allowed the privilege and distinct honor that is due us to live free. All right? That's the message for this hour. And I'm simply a messenger, and it is my pleasure to say it and to boldly declare it. Being free and embracing freedom, that my destiny. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So don't forget, I'm going to remind you now before the hour is up because 11 o'clock, of course, that is our end time. Please support the Buy Black campaign. Every Friday is Black Friday. Support Black-owned businesses. Every Friday, all throughout 2018 and years to come, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. We have a caller on the line. Welcome. Hey, Auntie. Hi. Please address the listeners and tell them who you are. Give your name and also tell them a little about you, please. Your nephew, Philip Barron from Georgia, poet, author, an establishment, thanks to Auntie Francine. Oh, thank you. But I have to give you your props. I mean, you worked hard. You established your titles and credits and credentials, and I'm so proud that I have you as a nephew. <laughs> so what do you have for us tonight? Well, Francine, I just want to make something real quick. Um you know, we celebrated Dr. King's birthday on Monday, and I was looking at um, John Lewis. He was on The View yesterday, and I want to get your opinion on this, and I'll leave it alone. He has said mm-hmm. something interesting. He, yeah, he said something, he was on The View, and he said that the um, America still has not gotten over the assassination of Dr. King, and he says it's worse now than it was when he was, um, you know, when he was experiencing the, uh, the Bloody Sunday. So I want to ask you, does John Lewis have a point about how the world's still weeping because of Dr. King's death? Mm. Oh, my. Yes. I mean, that takes me, oh, my gosh. It really rocks my world hearing that statement and quote because it's a fact. No, America has not recovered from the impact of the assassination of the Reverend and Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Will we ever recover? Will we ever fully recover as a nation? I can't say so. I think each and every individual knows that answer within his or herself. However, what I know is this. We should be further along in terms of the fulfillment of his dream than where we now stand in America. And that's a crying shame. That is tragic. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. You want to go there, Auntie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And I, I do yeah. hope that somehow, in some way, within the next year or two, we can somehow uh, start to heal from all of the side effects of what happened, you know, in, in, in terms of the Bloody Sunday. And there were so many assassinations. Think of uh, one of the greatest uh, presidents of this country, America, um, John F. Kennedy, and uh, then the assassination of uh, his brother, Robert Kennedy. Uh, it, it, it goes on and on. There's been so many freedom fighters, and those that weren't afraid to stand up against the establishment when it came to fighting for the rights of everyone being protected. Uh, so many, so many lost their lives, so many great men and women. And I think because of that, you know, our nation, our nation is yet in mourning. I don't think we've really come out of that state of mourning yet. And I, I know joy comes eventually, but I think right now we're still weeping. We're still going through that night season. Um, and hopefully we're ready and, and, and we are able as a nation to unite after all of that, you know, to come together, to put aside our petty idiosyncrasies and to say we are one in terms of humanity as one race. And if we can't, on that term alone, so help us, almighty, so help us. Amen to that. Well, Auntie, um, for other squads, wondering if, um, if you can play this uh, this gospel song. You know, we had lost um, um, Edward Hawkins. I'm sure you remember the Hawkins family. And I wonder if you could play that song for your listeners to um, listen to. And it's very, like I said, when I was texting you, I said this was this song was really, really, you know, touched the whole nation. And like I told you, it was a song that was actually used on um, uh, Sister Act 2. And the song I want you to play, that's if you have, it's called um, Oh Happy Day. That's if you have the track. Okay, I can surely see. I can get it. Mm-hmm. Hold one moment.
Okay, I played that song in honor of the late Edwin Hawkins, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, For those who are not aware, he was a pioneer in gospel music as a gospel music artist, recording artist, that is, a singer and musician. He played the piano. And, of course, he was the lead singer, one of them, of the Hawkins family gospel singers. Um, He was a four-time Grammy Award winner. He transitioned on Monday. Yes, on January the 15th, which is a holiday nationally known as MLK Day, Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend Doctor. Martin Luther King Jr. is acknowledged on that day. And, of course, we know um, he is remembered on that day. And it is a day on or a day of service for those that believe in his dream. Um, Edwin Hawkins, Oh Happy Day, was an accidental hit. Huh. Some of you didn't know that. And I'm reading an article by... Uh, the writer's name is Ms. Elizabeth Blair, okay? And um, she wrote this article for WHYY News, ladies and gentlemen, and WHYY, the National Public Radio Incorporation, okay? And this article went to print on January 16th today and uh, 2018. The time was by. 27 p.m., it was in the entertainment section, and let's read on. Edwin Hawkins, Oh, Happy Day, was an accidental hit. I didn't know that. Accidental? What? The song, a gospel-style rework of an 18th-century hymn, starts with a jazzy drum beat, right, and a kind of blues pop piano groove. Dorothy Morrison, who sings lead on the recording, Remembers that first, the pop field got a lukewarm reception from the church. (laughs) At first, the reaction was, well, hmm, we're not sure, (laughs) Morrison says. Hawkins wasn't sure about it either. It wasn't even his favorite song on the album. Only 500 copies were made and sold. But it is one, those copies ended up in the hands of a San Francisco DJ who spread it? By 1969, the song reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100. The following year, Oh Happy Day, won a Grammy for Best Soul Gospel Performance. Well, look at that. The song that was an accidental hit became a coincidental Top music chart hit. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Now, if that doesn't inspire you, you've got to be bone dry or dead. Okay. Now, let me read a little more from the article. Singer Donald Lawrence was just a kid when No Happy Day was released, but he remembers hearing it all the time. He says, I enjoyed the way 
the lead started up, you know, kind of mellow. And then it built up and went back down and had dynamics, Lawrence says. And, of course, you know Donald Lawrence is a today's generation gospel legend, all right? Hawkins never had another crossover hit quite like, oh, happy day. But Lawrence, who later became a family friend to Hawkins, says the song's popularity broke boundaries. Oh, yes, it did. It gave people the idea of doing more with gospel music, Lawrence says, meaning that they didn't limit it to what was considered a gospel music sound at that particular time. Okay, now, that was quite inspiring to read. Thank you, Elizabeth Blair. She is the writer. And again, that's an article that was published just today, 5.27 p.m. It was published and printed, and um, it was released via National Public Radio Incorporation, WHYY. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it, a gospel music legend, Edwin Hawkins. Um, we are remembering him tonight. He recently transitioned on this, this past week, on just this week, um, on this on this past Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share a little more information because not everybody is aware of the cause of death. Um, okay, so I'll just share about that. Uh, gospel singer Edwin Hawkins died at his California home on Monday, according to the New York Times. The singer, who is best known for the timeless gospel song, Oh Happy Day, was 74 years old. A representative for Hawkins confirmed that the singer died of pancreatic cancer. And this is a quote by Skip Dillard, friend of Hawkins. R.I.P., rest in power, rest in peace, to one of gospel and contemporary music. Greatest, rest in peace, Oakland-born gospel, great, Edwin Hawkins, famed for Oh Happy Day, dies at 74. Wow. Hawkins first gained popularity in the late 1960s while singing with the Northern California State Youth Choir. The group planned to sell music locally to raise money for a trip to a gospel competition in Southern California. But their first record, Let Us Go Into the House of the Lord, became an instant hit after Bay Area disc jockey Abe Cash started playing Oh Happy Day on KSAN radio station. All right, all right. Oh Happy Day. Mm. During a 2008 interview with the Modesto B, Hawkins said the song was recorded on his friend's little two-track machine and was never intended for commercial use. But Oh Happy Day went on to land the number four spot on Billboard's pop chart and number two on the R&B chart in 1969 and more than 
seven million copies of the track have been sold. Wow, amazing. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All it takes is sheer determination. You can't quit. You keep doing what you love, and you don't stop the music. You continue on until it is all said and done. Rest in peace, rest in power to the late, great gospel artist, recording artist, gospel musician, gospel singer, songwriter, gospel legend, elder Edwin Hawkins. Ladies and gentlemen, may we never forget we all have a season, we all have a time. Just like we rise at birth and shine during our transition from earth. And we live on in the spirit realm where there is no time, only eternity. I want to say a special thank you to all tuning in. I want to remind everyone, don't forget to support the Buy Black Movement um, and the Buy Black Campaign. We must remember, economists say the average dollar earned by blacks stays in our community for six hours. Not a good report. Compare that to the white community. Dollars circulate in the white community for 17 days. Hmm. Some laugh at our spending habits. Then they harvest our dollars like locusts in the field of corn. They don't care that strong black businesses are good for the entire community. Considering the potential to lower crime and violence, all people should make a point of supporting black businesses. Those are words by the iBuyBlack.org Corporation Executives. We've got to remember that supporting the Buy Black campaign, it's necessary. Again, visit www.i as in the letter I, buyblack.org. Let's show up. We can do this, people. Every Friday is Black Friday. That means invest your dollars in buying black, purchasing items from a black-owned business, okay? Placing orders with a black-owned business distribution corporation as well. We've got to support our own. If we don't, we fail. As a community, we fail. And that's not an option. Failure is not an option. Why? Because we are successful 
by we are successful in general and it is our purpose we are successful and therefore we support our community and our black owned businesses that's what we must do we can't stop people the day we stop is the day we drop and it's not our destiny to die broke okay we are to be successful in business as a community there's no reason for us not to be we are creative mind artists by nature innately and we are industrious we can succeed we can acquire and obtain having multiple streams of income that is for us there's no reason for us not to fulfill it in our lifetime people so let's get started now and it starts by investing in our community our black owned our black owned businesses we've got to support them if they fail we fail Think of it in that order. If they fall, we fall. If they fold, we fold. All right? And I want you to ponder that. Let that, let that seed, let that seed germinate in your conscience and allow it to sprout and to grow. Let there be a harvest from it. A fresh new perspective on living. Make it a daily habit habit to invest in Black-owned businesses. It must become a daily habit within the Black community. Once it becomes a daily habit, we all win, we succeed, we succeed because we planned to succeed, supporting our own businesses is the way. It's the way, people. And I want to remind you, it's not just for Kwanzaa, it's for the Nguzo Saba Seven Principles. We ought to be living by these daily. Umoja, unity means to strive for and maintain, maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kuji Shakalia, self-determination, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima, Ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems, and to solve them together. Ujama, Ujama, cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. Nia, Nia, purpose. That's what Nia means, purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional 
greatness. Kaumba. Kaumba means creativity. To do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Imani, Imani, to believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. And I want to go back to Ujahama. Ujama, cooperative economics, that's key. That's where we are when we speak on the necessity of the Buy Black campaign and the Buy Black movement. Ujama, cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them to Together. Yes, let us always revisit the Nguzo Saba, which are the seven principles. Yes, it's all about community building, and we are not just to revisit the Nguzo Saba on Kwanzaa. It is to be revisited daily, a positive affirmation. Thank you so much, friends. Thank you, family. Thank you, good spirit. Thank you to my maker. Thank you to my ancestors. Thank you to my parents. Thank you, thank you to all the elders in my community and life. Thank you for without you, all my supporters. Thank you. Thank you to the No Notes Show and Stephen Rodriguez. Thank you. Thank you to my husband, Samuel Robert Nathal. Thank you. Thank you to each and every one, my siblings. Thank you to all of my friends. Thank you to my mentors, Hazel Lockett and so many others, Shirley J. Carter and the Focus Group. Um, thank you so much. Thank you to the Boba Centra, Centra in Philadelphia, PA, and Ms. Jennifer Barrett. Thank you to that network as well of friends and, and the circle of fellowship. We thank you because we are a networking of people. We are a network. And without each other, we can't continue on growing and doing the things that we are able to achieve. So let's continue on. Let's keep each other lifted and encouraged. So at this time, I am signing off for today, which is January, uh, yes, January the 16th, another terrific Tuesday on the exceptional Scribble Show. And again, this is episode 198, and you have just been privileged. You received much tonight. Don't forget all of what you heard. It is essential. It is essential. I am the host of the Exceptional Scribbles Show, Sage the Poet. And I'm also referred to as the Duchess. Yes. 
And I want to say thanks again to my co-host, Warriors Queen Deborah Bellman, who always does such a fine job as lead facilitator from 9 till 10 p.m. And sometimes you go from 9 to 10.30. When she hosts, of course, her hour, which is the free publishing tips hour. Listen, people, if you don't call in, you won't have your questions answered. You know you want to know more about publishing. You know you don't know enough. Call in 724-444-7444. And the show's ID number is 133-193. Call in. Get informed. Be well-informed. Know what you should know so that you can make the right choices when it's your time to get published. All right, ladies and gentlemen, join me on next week, January. Yes, January the 23rd, okay? And I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to tell you who going to be in the spotlight from 8 to 9 p.m., but we will have the exclusive interview hour, and we will have a feature artist in the spotlight, so you're going to have to join us, join us then to find out who's in the spotlight. Till then, peace and good health and many blessings. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.